I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. It's a beautiful sunny afternoon in a den car park. And a man's come over from Australia and he's brought the Australian weather with him. It's Jimmy Webb. How are you doing, Jim? I might have brought the Australian sunshine, but I brought the Australian <laughs> so temperature. Deep, deep Australian midwinter <laughs> from I'm, the southern parts. I'm, I'm wondering why all these strange people walking around in shorts and t-shirts. And I'm thinking of actually being so desperate, walking to the shop and buying another jumper. <laughs> I got out of the car, I think, oh, it's, it's a bit warm. I don't know if I'll put my jacket on, but I think I'm glad I made the right choice and brought, brought the old jacket with me. How are you doing, mate? It's great um, to see yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'm good. It's nice to be back. It's been three years since I've been back, so... Uh, I think we lost that game as well, so... Uh. <laughs> Real bad luck. Hey, Jim, Jim's come just as the playoff surge has gone off the boil. Um, the last time I saw you, I just said, the last time I saw you was about 20 years ago, so we'd a race to meet, and all I've got is this image of um, a 20 years ago, Jimmy Webb. But you've lost a bit of weight. You're looking well, mate. That's the Australian lifestyle it's, it's, for you. It's the Australian way. It's the lifestyle. It's the laid-back attitude. <laughs> it's the hot weather. <laughs> the nice beaches. You know, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's all be good. And uh, I, I, as I said, I said to Nick earlier... I, I'd like to make a, an official apology to everyone, but <laughs> in advance. In advance, but, but um, <laughs> during that streak where uh, it was the, the Millwall train, wasn't it? He was going about the, uh, the, the, the railway express. The railway express has come off the rails, Jim. Uh, I would like to uh, now. Uh, <laughs> Please uh, accept my apologies because I did check the price of flights at the playoff final weekend, <laughs> and ever since then it's been one point. So we, we all did that. We've all done that. I, I'm away that week, and I'm looking. Well, could I drive back? We're up in Norfolk. I'll drive back for that, you know, if we get there. But uh, it's looking like a remote possibility. Yeah, I feel, Jim, I feel like I've now, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've done me for confession. <laughs> I've got to say, um, you're in Perth. It looks idyllic, mate. I mean, talk about a change in. Uh, lifestyle and, and, and the world apart and I had a quick look on the um, the Google streets like you do you know out there and perfect looks fantastic mate how are you it, finding it? It is it, I mean I've been there for 14 years now um, yeah. it is a completely different way of life perfect West Australia or WA which yeah. the locals call wait a while <laughs> you know and yeah wait, wait a while and, and, and I'll give you an example you go in you order a coffee yeah and you wait a while, and then eventually, and then I come here. We're going to Starbucks and like with my dad, and he, he was like, after about thirty seconds, where's my go, coffee? Go, go. <laughs> I'm like, chill out, everybody. You yeah, know, the coffee's yeah, coming. Yeah. You know, so, I, I, I imagine. And I don't. I've never been to Australia, but I'm going to guess that the driving is a lot less frenetic than Central London on a on a peak day. The, the whole way of life. I mean, I, you know, obviously, I've not been back for. Three 
three years, and every time I come back, I just notice it seems to be a lot more busier, yeah. a lot more crowded, hyper. Yes. Everyone yeah. seems to be on edge. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, it's just. Um, well, you've come to the right place. Millwall's a very relaxed environment. Well, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> when, probably, when the playoffs are looking like they're just out of touch. It's now, probably yeah. the most relaxed I've been at since <laughs> I've arrived on Wednesday. You know, so uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good to be back and. Uh, Let's hope for get the uh, Rowett Express back on the let's track. Hope so. It's great to see you here, mate. Really, really good. Um, let's not leave it another 20 years before we catch up. Oh, well, I'll come you, to you. You've got to come to me next time, yeah. Well, I'll say we had the ashes just gone, which yeah, I think uh, we'll, yeah, well, we won't well, talk about that too much. But, uh, <laughs> but maybe, you know, in four years' time, come over for the, for the test match. That, that sounds feel, great. You know, nice 40 degree days in the sunshine. Well, we'll be in the show. You're selling it to me, yeah, Jim. You're, you're selling it to know, me. And, uh, <laughs> We'll go to, the, go to the cricket and then in the evening we'll just sit around the pool, have a, have a nice cold drink. I'll go there and be a burden on the Australian version of the National Health Service instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great to see you, Jim. Cheers. Thanks, mate. You're listening to Aston Broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no South Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to Afton Millwall. Beautiful sunny afternoon here in South Bermondsey. Welcome to this championship fixture between Millwall and Barnsley. Um, dear listeners, I have a little, I think it's a poem. I've actually written a poem to start us off with today. Uh, dear listeners, has our hawks bolted? Has our ship sailed? Getting beat by Swansea in midweek. Surely saw our playoff chances nailed. I thought I'd go try and get a little bit of um, culture into the show, listeners. Um, that's my effort at uh, Mill Poetry. Um, mathematically, it is still possible for us to chase down that sixth spot. I'm just looking at the, uh, the, the, the championship table. Jeffrey United six points in front of us on 64. Uh, Mill in 10th position on 58. Uh, as I say, mathematically possible. I do rather get a sense it's Fermat's last Ethereum, Ethereum, as my old name would have said, Ethereum in English. So an unsolvable equation potentially, but uh, we need a win if that's going to have even the remotest, remote chance, an ultimate fuel chance of coming off, dear listeners. Your Millwall team today, two changes for the Lions, Bart Bielkowski in goal, back line Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Dan Ballard, Scott Malone, Dan McNamara on either side of them. Keithton Bell comes into midfield with alongside Billy Mitchell. Some disagreement with that online, I saw. Why is Mitchell playing over? Uh, not Savile. Um, don't know. Take your pick. Keith and mid, uh, Mitchell in midfield. Up front, Ollie Burke starts this afternoon alongside Benicophobi and Jed Wallace. The ever-optimistic Dan McNamara is refusing to rule out Millwall from the championship promotion race, despite my snarky comments at the start of the show, uh, and despite their lengthy unbeaten run coming to an end on so disappointingly against Swansea on Tuesday night. Dan says, we've got a massive six games coming up, and we're not that far off the playoffs. Uh, it's still there for the taking, says Dan. We've just got to give it all our all, and we're going to start doing exactly that. Uh, Millwall going to be kicking us off. Attacking the away end in the first half. In accordance with the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, written by the Venerable Bede back in 9th century England. Barnsley in all white this afternoon. Lions in their familiar dark blue and white shorts. And away we go. The uh, Barnsley manager, Poya 
Asbahi, Asbagi, um, said the Tykes, the Barnsley Tykes, uh, they've got a must win, they're in the relegation zone, they are on 29 points, 8 points short of uh, Reading, they are on the attack, there's a shot across the face of the goal, on the right side, that was a close run thing, damnably close, as the Duke of Wellington might have said, we're not inside the first minute yet, it's gone for a left-sided corner to Barnsley, so early um, jitters for the Lions, dear listeners. We looked at our best I thought on Tuesday when we actually took the game. That's going to go for a corner. Dan Ballard under some pressure there on the left. Early pressure, only two minutes now. Another left-sided corner for Barnsley. And it comes from the left. It's towards the near post. It's headed up and away. Jed controls of his chest. Barnsley pressing high, but it is cleared by Jed Wallace, thankfully. A rather lurid shade of pink clad goalkeeper. Bart at the other end in a rather lurid shade of lime green. Cool and windy, beautiful, brilliant early spring sunshine. Dear listeners, it's, it's not cold but it's not warm. Good day for football. It was actually the start of the county cricket season on Thursday, listeners. I actually had the madcap idea that I might toddle along to the county ground at Chelmsford, watch Essex play Kent. Um, I went out for uh, a walk in the morning and the, uh, the breeze was... Uh, extremely stiff, the wind chill was, was something else, so I gave it a miss it does seem very early to be starting games of cricket I didn't envy any of the players the Kent side were in the field all day and I could just picture the uh, you know, rubbing your hands to keep warm and the, the, the impact of those hard cricket balls on cold hands, so um, anyway I wasn't there for that, listeners one of my mad, I get mad ideas so I might do things and then reality tends to intrude on them it's the 28 coming down our right side. They look like a bright side. Barnsley, the four. About halfway inside the middle half. Comes in until six minutes. Mill forcing them backwards. A lot of injuries so far for the Barnsley players. They're going to use every opportunity they can take to slow proceedings down. Kill the game. In the hope of nicking a goal. There's, Pretty much work with Swansea by the possession method in their case. But also a bit of rolling around on the floor when, when the uh, occasion demanded. We've got to find a way to break these kinds of sides down. We seem to struggle against them. Uh, early in the game, to be to, uh, too early to be saying that we're struggling here, listeners. But at the moment, no obvious signs of how we're going to break this down. I mean, a goal will go a long way towards solving that conundrum. So we have to bring them out if they want to get anything out of the game. Anyway, free kick, left side, Scott Malone. It's going to be a deep... No, it's taken short to Jed. Back to Malone, who's crossed now. Floats in, that's behind Jed, uh, Jake Cooper, unfortunately. Keithtonbelt, nice ball in from midfield into Ballard. Cooper headed around. Falls to Burke, it falls to Ballard on the volley. Uh, into the ground, not, not uh, sufficient power direction. The goalkeeper does save it. It was nice effort on target. 22 minutes. Goalkeeper's gone down. Every time he makes a save, he's going down injured. You can hear the crowd's reaction. Like a fragile Ming vase that you put the flowers in, listeners. Or stuck it in the dishwasher or something. Goalkeeper making as if he can't continue. He's coming off. Substitute goalkeeper coming in. Barnsley's tactics so far. Um, I mean, they, they seem to be a passing team when they want to play some football, but so far they're... Abs- their kind of breaking up style has um, 
taken a lot of the sting out of the game. It's 25 minutes now and uh, there's a real sense of aimlessness about the place, which we need to change if we're going to have even the remotest chance of Fermat's last theorem. Ball down the, the left side. Burke collects it in the five, pushes him down. That's got to be a free kick. As he was trying to cut inside, the five takes him down. He's going to get a yellow card for that. Free kick in a dangerous position. Kick from the left end. Malone takes. He's chipped it into the middle. There's a head of Jake Cooper. Not enough power downwards into the arms of the goalkeeper. Long ball finds the four inside the middle penalty. There's a big chance. Great save at the near post by Bart Belkowski. He was cutting in from the right side. He shot at that right-sided near post and got, Bart got down very, very well. That was a basic long ball. I mean, after all the um, farting around we've had from Bouncy, that was basically a kick-out from the goalkeeper, finding a four-through on goal inside the middle penalty. 27 and a half minutes. It's a right-sided corner for Barnsley. And it comes near post. That is... Uh, referee blows for something there, listeners. So that's that's that. Connor Mahoney is leaving the club, listeners. I did mention it in that um, random fixture show that I put out yesterday. But uh, Connor Mahoney, it was announced in the week, will not be offered a new deal and will be leaving the club at the end of the season. Um, one of the more enigmatic figures of recent years. A big signing, 1.2 million when we signed him. Reported on the. Um, Mill History website, how accurate that is, I don't know, that's believed to be 1.2 million. And in moments and on occasions, Connor showed some real flair and skill, mostly against Luton Town whenever we played them. But he's not featured and clearly doesn't, um, you know, he's not on Gary Rowett's radar, hasn't been for some time, and I don't think this came, news came as any surprise to anyone, probably least of all Connor Mahoney. So he will be leaving us. It's just interesting that on a a day where we're at the moment uh, still yet to break down the side massed in front of us. A player that can dribble the ball is not seen as having a future. Now there may be good reasons why and I don't see him regularly enough to make that judgement and you know like all wingers he does tend to be um, inconsistent. I mean I'm thinking back to the likes of James Henry and, and uh, Christoph Kinney and that others in Mill history but it's just um Odd that we can't find space for a player that's clearly got talent but can't seem to find, get it together to apply it. Nicely worked. That's going to be Jed Wallace. He's onside. All the flag might come up on the left side in the middle. It falls to Danny Mack. 1 0 Manwell! Danny Mack! 1 0 the Lions! Slammed over as a ball. The call of the cross came from the left. Danny Mack lurked on the right side. It found its way through to him. Slammed it home with a plomb. 1 0 Millwall! everything I just said, listeners. Delete it! Don't listen to it. I never said it. Nicely worked goal by the, by the Lions. Let's have a look at it. Little, uh, left side, ball through. Finds Jed Wallace on the left side. I thought he was offside, but he's the flag stayed down. Cross comes in, it beats Benningafobi, and there's Danny Mack lurking with intent behind Benningafobi. 1-0 Millwall. Bouncy going to have to come out of their shell now, listeners. That's got the den livened up as well. It's brought the, the crowd into play. It's a bit... Um, soporific. You know, a lot of criticism for Billy after that midweek fixture, but um, he tackles very, very well, Billy. There may be areas of his game, such as his forward play. I mean, I think we collectively can agree that we, we lack a, a decent attacking midfielder. 
Um, whether that's going to be Binny Mitchell or whether he's a defensive-minded midfielder, I, I think probably the latter, but his tackling is excellent and you can't argue with his commitment or Millwall credentials, if that's um, a factor in anyone's consideration. I don't know. Only, it seems to me only where people expect more out of a Millwall player than um, you know, a non-Millwall supporting player. Unfair. 34 minutes. Speaking after the Swansea game, slightly odd. I, mean, I suppose you can over, overthink managers' comments, listeners, and um, you know, old enough to remember people picking over the words of Pravda in the days of the Soviet Union, trying to read between the lines. Um, but Gary Rowe is speaking to uh, Richard Corley. Uh, London News Online says, We knew top six was a massive challenge anyway, anyway he says, after the Swansea loss midweek, which sounds like he's um, not convinced that we're going to do it himself, which um, is fine, but probably is the kind of opinion best kept behind the manager's door until it's mathematically off the agenda. Beautiful little back heel there, Billy Mitchell, almost always pulling off a Murray Wallace turn. No longer called the Cruyff turn, listeners, it's now called the Murray Wallace turn. This is Jed Wallace on the, on the left side. Run into the box on the left, that's going to be crossed back into the danger zone. No one there, only white shirt, sadly, listeners. Last 15 seconds of the five, I think that should do us for the, for the first half. It's been a funny old half. Um, not a stop-start. Uh, early chance, of course, I think, in the, inside the first minute, I believe, isn't it, for um, Barnsley. Um, the goal has changed the course of that first half. Since then, uh, stop-start has continued, and it's been more in Mill's favour than Barnsley's favour. So there we are, half-time. Lions leading this must-win game, thankfully, so far, 1-0. Achtung, Mehlball. Second half's underway, listeners have been chit-chit-chatting half-time with the boys. The journalistic talent, Aaron, Ryan, Michael Avery and a few people en route as I walk through the uh, West Ham. It's, it's an odd um, sense. Um, we are leading and the, the outside run is still on. Um, but ball in from the left is Scott Malone, deep, deep, deep. That's so well. Danny Mack. <laughs> I was going to make a downbeat point. We've got to score. I was just about to say it's like no one believes in it. And um, lo and behold, Danny Mac believes in it, dear listeners. It's 2 0. Ball in from the left side, cross deep, deep, deep. Danny Mac lurks at the far post, nods it in with a plomb. 2 0 Millwall. Straight from kickoff, near enough. That's shut me up, listeners. That has shut me up, isn't it? Let's have a look at the replay. Ball's coming from the left, a deep cross from uh, Scott Malone, and there's Danny Mack at the far post to put it away. He's on a hat trick. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? That'd be wonderful. That's a story. I want the story. Good goal. 2 0 Millwall. Uh, we should not be letting this go now, should we? Not against this team, anyway. I, I thought, um, Barnsley were. Uh, I compared them in one of my tweets to uh, a burger and chips that I had when I was in the hospital. It, lo it looked promising, and I was really glad to see it after the, uh, my bit of, bit of trouble. Um, but what we tasted it, it had no taste whatsoever. The chips tasted much the same as the bun and the burger. Um, no personality, no taste, no nothing. So um, that's Barnsley FC so far for me. Shoot, they're saying now to Danny Mack. 
Ball chips over the top of the 14. Ball bouncing around in the penalty. That's 2-1. Buried by the 20, 27. The 21. Ball down the left side. That's sloppy, sloppy, sloppy by Millwall. Uh, ball forwards, headed downwards, and it actually buried with um, Verve by the 21. 2-1 Millwall. That's where you get for sloppy defence. Here comes Barnsley again on the, uh, the right side. 49 minutes. An eventful opening four minutes of the second half, listeners, to say the least. Mill just looking a little bit jittery in defence. There is a lot of stake still. I mean, I know that it's, um, as we've said a few times, it's uh, the proverbial long shot, but there is still the possibility of a run on the, on the top six. There's going to be a free kick now for Barnsley, just on the left side of the, of the penalty area, about three or four yards short of the left side of the penalty area. Ticking towards 50 minutes. Here we go, the 27. Shots on target, it's over the bar, thankfully. It goes without saying that Millwall should not be giving up 2-0 leads when uh, you know the, the, the stake table is piled high, listeners, should they? Left-sided corner, and it comes. It's deep, deep, deep. Jake rises like a salmon. It's Billy Mitchell on the edge of the penalty. He's got Jed straight behind him. Right side. Jed finds some space. He's floated the ball back deep across the... Oliver Burke at the left-sided post, headed home. It almost seemed to hit the bar and come back out. It crossed the line. It's 3-1 Millwall, dear listeners. A little moment there where I wasn't sure whether it actually got into the net. It did. Let's have a look at the replay. Ollie Burke with a header. Let's watch it again. It's a Jed cross from the right side. It's a deep one. Is he, uh, the goalkeeper pushes it onto the post and it's poked home. I think they may have crossed the line from that um, initial header. Hard to tell from my vantage point, listeners, but it is a goal. It's 3 1. Lines back in control of the game. 58 minutes. Well, the crowd haven't discounted the possibility of Fermat's last theorem, ladies and gentlemen. Neither should you and I. Lions finally looking like they're in control of this game, or is that too soon to uh, tempt Lady Fate? I think it might be. 59 minutes on the stadium clock. Barnsley are on the attack here. They've looked to give them the time and space. They look a dangerous side. That's a shot block there. This is Benneka Back to a white shirt. This is the 28. Dangerous looking player, in my opinion. They've actually got some players that might um, interest one or two sides. Presuming that Barnsley do get relegated, there's a shot high over the bar from the four. I'm hoping the um, the right side Millwall flag on the Dockers stand opposite. There's a two Millwall blue flags and a, a St George's cross in the middle, but the right sided Millwall flag has come away at the bottom um, attachment, so it's just hanging from the top attachment only, and it's fluttering in the wind like an old. Um, sometimes you see in abandoned properties, like old curtains hang from the windows when they've fallen off the. The, the rails, or if you ever, I don't know if you've ever had the chance to look at an abandoned house's uh, washing line, often you'll find a, a single vest attached by a solitary uh, clip to the uh, to the washing line, and it looks a bit like that over there. So I'm hoping for the dignity of Mill Football Club that can be dealt with over the course of the summertime. The 29 has just come on as a big boy, he looks like he's built like a prize fighter. He's just uh, left a stinging tackle on Dan Ballard. 
don't know his name. We'll not find out his name, listeners, because that's not the nature of our show, is it? But he's a big boy. Barnsley passing the ball with a bit more um, personality than they had in that first half now. They've clearly, as I've said, got some talented boys. That's put behind by Dane Ballard under attention with the 29. It's going to be a left-sided corner. Ticking down to 67 minutes. Today is community day. I've actually only just noticed the... Uh, Normal Husky sponsorship has been replaced by the Mill Community Trust logo on the player's shirt. So I am a far away. We're 67 minutes into the game. I've only just noticed we've got a different sponsor on our shirts today, listeners. That's the level of quality of observation that you pay. Well, you don't pay anything for it. You listen to an advert. This is not um, recast. You don't pay anything. I have no credit system here, listeners. But we're sponsored today by the Mill Community Trust. Um, I know there was a collection outside for the uh, Lions Food Hub. Fantastic. Well, all of our advertising money goes to assist the Lions Food Hub listeners. We don't take any money from the show whatsoever. Never have done that, never will do. It's not the way we work. We give it all to charity. Ball breaks. Danny Mack, ball down the right side. This is Ollie Burke. The flag goes up for offside. I question that decision, listeners. So, yeah, community day, there's collections going on outside of the MCT and Lions Food Up. Always two bodies. Uh, the community Trust does fantastic work in the community around here. Burma's the SE16 area. They had a little video playing before the game today. And the Food Hub, well, you know all about that. That's um, how important that is in these tough, tough times that everyone's going through at the moment. Uh, a lot of people depend on Food Hubs. Uh, and not least our own Bermondsey one here in, in uh, at Millwall Lions Food Hub. So we will continue to support the Lions Food Hub. I won't have it any other way, listeners. 68 going towards 69 minutes. Long ball falls from the free kick. Ball falls. This is Benning a phobia on the left side. That's 4-1. Benning buries it from the free kick forwards. Headed down, falls into the path of Benning a and he puts it away. Like a king, listeners, 72 minutes, 4-1 Millwall. That's more like it, dear listeners. The Benningophobie song, the Seven Nation Army comes out. Let's have a look at the uh, replay. It's a long ball uh, forwards, it's headed down. Free kick, the long ball forwards. Right side is Jake Cooper on it, it falls to Benningophobie who actually puts it away, kind of a bouncing finish into the right side of the net, 4-1. Game 10 match, from really from the moment that uh, Danny Mack headed in that first goal of the uh, second half. 2-0 at that stage. We've looked dangerous when we've gone forwards. Um, one slip up being that goal conceded to Barnsley. They, they've, they've certainly um, got some players with potential. They don't seem to operate particularly effectively as a as a unit, but um, the Lions have, have taken them to the sword. Five games to go um, after today's, hopefully now, victory. 4-1 with 15 minutes to go. You'd, you'd expect us to close this out, wouldn't you? Um, we need five, five wins, four wins. Four wins, five wins. We've got That's, that's the minimum ask. Um, at least I suppose it's a clear task. We've shown some belief in the second half. I wasn't quite convinced at half-time. We showed that, we did. The players of the squad have proven the, uh, the doubting Thomases, or in this case the doubting Nicholases, wrong in the second half. And we're going to take this forward now next week on uh, Good Friday. We'll go to Preston. Need a win at Preston, listeners. 
This is a substitution, 75 minutes, 76 minutes. Tyler Bure is coming in. Oliver Bure, uh, Burke gets a standing ovation from the den. In comes Tyler Bure. Ball in now from Scott Malone from the left side. That's far post. There's Danny McLurkin, but over his head on this occasion. 77 minutes. Yeah, I was going to go to um, Preston. Can't make the Birmingham game. I've got a wedding that day to go to, unfortunately, so um, can't make that one. But I will be going to the final game of the season at Bournemouth. I um, renewed my... <laughs> I'm going to let you into the, the secret world of Nick Hartner. One of, one of my secret pleasures is that when, one of the few benefits of getting older listeners is you get cheap travel. I've got a senior rail card uh, and I managed to get a ticket to, to Bournemouth um, on the last uh, game of the season, 9 o'clock out of Waterloo. So if you're on that train, come and find me. Um, let's hope there's something on, on, the, on the line. I thought it'd just be nice to cover the final game of the season. So I will be there. I'll be at Dean Court. Vitality Stadium, whatever they call it now. Ball breaks. This is this is Benigafobia on the right side. He's attacking his man in front of him. He's run into trouble. Jed tries to think it through. Panic stations clearance. 78 minutes. Mill right-sided throwing. Yeah, you get a um, you get an oyster car for nothing. I'm getting myself to Waterloo for nothing, and then 20 pound ticket to go return to Bournemouth. So, um, well, what a you know. Why the hell not? Thank you, thank you, Sadiq Khan. That's about the only thing I've ever had calls to thank him for. There was a, there was a, a distinct pleasure in um, getting cheaper tickets because of your age. Uh, one of the non-league sides, I think it was Ebbsfleet. Uh, their, their definition of oh, they have over 60s, which I fall into. Most of them are over 65. Millwall seems to have a, a, a thing moving the, the designation just out of my reach. There's Mill on the brakes. He's Tyler Bury on the left side, dribbling through. What can he do? What can he do? It's ball into the. Hmm, I thought he's going to. Oh, I thought he's bound for the goal. He's gone for a left-sided corner. So these are the pleasures of old age, listeners. Another substitution. Ryan Leonard. Coming out. Uh, McNamara coming out for Ryan Leonard. Bradshaw coming in. Looks like Jed Wallace is coming out of the game. I understand this substitution. I didn't understand it midweek, listeners. But I do understand it and, and agree with it. And take my hat off to Gary Rowett's footballing acumen. He's uh, brought Tom Bradshaw in for Jed Wallace there. Last 10 minutes of the game. 28 takes the corner. It's in at the near post. Keithton Bell. Heads it away, just lovely move there by Scott Malone from uh, defence. Millwall um, men in front of goal. This is Tom Bradshaw. This is Tyner Bury. What can he do? He checks the goal. The Barnsley defence managed to make it back there. It was a moment where we were three against one, but they did manage to recover their position there, listeners. Um, Tyler just ball, ball wide right. He just couldn't quite make the breakthrough there. Ball breaks, Tyler Bury on the left, he's got 20 seconds to make his mark on the, on the game if he can. He's attacking his man down the left side, what can he do? He's paused, he's got no support there unfortunately. This is Scott Malone. Referee calls full time. Good win, excellent second half performance from the Lions, 1-0 at half time. Um, that early goal from Danny Mack to, to, to certain a lot of nerves, two goal Danny Mack I should call him. Otherwise been a very good, strong attacking performance from the Lions in the second half, just what we needed when we needed it. Um, 
man of the match, as I've said for me, I'm going to go with Danny Mack with Billy Mitch as a strong second choice. Um, there we are, dear listeners. Let's hope the um, is that the first part in Fermat's last theorem, the, uh, the the wind sequence we need from here. I don't know. Certainly, the first part of the jigsaw is in place. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. Hi, Nick. John Rankin here, just ringing in with the uh, views on the 4-1 uh, Trouncing of Barnsley. Fantastic afternoon to be at the Den, especially with Danny McNamara scoring his two goals. Absolutely brilliant. And um, a real privilege to be in the Colbro Lane end and see him score his second goal. It was a nervy young start, though, to the game, I've got to say. Um, it's quite interesting, this format. I know there's been some chat on the, about the format that... Gary Rowlett plays. It's a very, very wide format, um, and the amount of work that Billy Mitchell and Michael Keithenbelt had to get through to, to keep a presence in the midfield was absolutely astounding. Hats off to them. So it was a good all-round performance. Barnsley could have been in front though, very early doors. They, um, you know, they had some chances in the cold blow lane end. And uh, it was only Bart that kept us in the game. So there were moments when um, it was looking very shaky. And I still feel that this system, uh, this wide uh, five, you know, five defensive players and two in the middle leaves us exposed sometimes. But um, you can't take anything away from, from the goals. I mean, where there was loads of chances. It was a great afternoon at the den. Brilliant to be there, uh, fantastic to see, and I think I think you know the lads deserved it really. It was a good atmosphere, it was a good attendance. Um, Barnsley weren't great, but they did play some nice possession football. But you know we were stronger, and I was just really really pleased 
uh, Danny McNamara got those two goals and I was pleased with how well Billy Mitchell played. He's come in for a lot of stick recently on the uh, from various sources and I think it's undeserved. Wow, didn't see that one coming. 4-1. What a quality, quality performance. I can't remember a home performance like that for a little while. And I guess Barnsley, well, they haven't had a spanking like that since Maggie absolutely kanged King Arthur and closed their coal mines back in the 1980s or whenever it was. Fair play uh, to Danny McNamara. Very, very unlucky to be taken off on a hat-trick. I think we've all been waiting for him to score his first goal for the club. And then, like a London bus, it pops along with a second one. This fantastic little header. Uh, Oliver Burke looked decent today, didn't he? Showed a glimpse of it last week. Didn't have the best game, I think, in midweek. But then today, showed that he's definitely got something to offer there. I thought he looked a lot better than Jed Wallace, to be honest with you. Uh, Strong at the back again although we did give away a silly goal, didn't we? And you kind of thought, oh, God, it's not going to be one of those afternoons, is it? Because they piled on a little bit of pressure afterwards, but we withstood it, and then we came back and absolutely routed them. Uh, Looked look very strong up front again. Uh, I thought I thought towards the end, Tyler Bury could probably have scored if he hadn't have taken a poor touch after getting in the way after getting a bit of a tangle with Bradshaw I think he should have maybe have have hit that first time but hey ho 4-1 at home Uh, you can't complain Uh, the dream of the playoffs still live on even though it's pretty much outside bet I think that will make them but it's still good to be going into this stage of the season with something to play for and something to aim for. Uh, so they're not just dead games between now and the end of the season where everybody sat back and uh, thinking of the sun lounges and uh, the swimming pools that will come by later on in a couple of weeks' time. Anyway, up to Preston on Friday. On Friday. Uh, look forward to that. Hopefully we can get three more points. And uh, the Rower Express carries on, Nick. Hi, Nick. This is David Lieber-Kramer. After a uh, fairly eventful game at the Den, I didn't think it was actually a 4-1 game, really, in the sense that I didn't think we played that well. Um, perhaps we were aided by their substitute keeper. First uh, half was pretty drab. McNamara was the man of the match well before even he scored the couple of goals that he did in my opinion he was a really uh, he had a great performance uh, I'm not sure we're going to really get into the playoffs it looks to me as if we've, it's just a bit too difficult really but hey with five games to go we're um, we're still in the mix and that's something that I never thought I'd be saying perhaps back in January so uh, on to Preston next week let's hope we can get three points there uh, Decent performance. Can't complain with four, about four goals, but it just didn't quite feel a 4-1 game in some ways, which is perhaps a bit of an odd thing to say. Come on, you Lions. And a 4-1 win, dear listeners. We leave the den. And for those who've been saying the playoff um, dream is gone, it's, it's still lingering. It's still lingering as uh, the 
reality that is Millwall Football Club's trying to doze back off and keep dreaming about it because it's still lingering and uh, we want to keep it positive but what a way to do it uh, first half uh, I, have to, I have to be honest we're 1-0 very flat first half except for the goal um, Barnsley I did go into the game thinking they was a bit of a bogey team for us and the fact that, you know, we historically um, lost them in the playoffs a few years back, then they beat us a couple of years later, and always a team we struggled against recently. Uh, I was a bit apprehensive, and I would have I took a one-all. In truth, I would have took a one-all. And I thought that's how the game was going. We got the goal uh, from Danny McNamara, and then second half, it was a different side. It was brilliant. It was good to see. You know, we moved the ball quite well. Um, Barnsley weren't in the game. I know they had their freak goal, but they didn't really do that much. Uh, I, I recall Bart having to make a sort of punch save. So from where I was sat, the ball must have swerved in the air slightly. But we were never really under any real danger um, in that game. And it became the Danny McNamara show, didn't it? He did very, very well um, with his two goals. And yeah, when we uh, when we nearly got that late penalty at the end that was right on the edge of the box, I bet McNamara would have been asked to get back on to, to take the penalty. But, yeah, as, as we said before, we were hoiked out then in, hoiked out. Hooliganism at Acton Mill, ladies and gentlemen, and all those other listeners, because we were asked to leave. We was asked to leave the den during recording, but we was asking them what were the odds of a uh, fullback scoring a hat-trick and when the last time that was. So we just need the next stato to find out who that was. But um, good performance by everyone. A meal today, McNamara will, will steal the headlines. Um, but again, for me personally, uh, as the vice president of the Benicophobe fan club, I thought he was excellent today, held up the ball well. Um, if you watch the replay as well for McNamara's second goal, the, the, the header on the far post, um, a phobe has fantastic work in that corner, holding the ball up and, and laying it back for the cross. Got his goal well as well, and I just think he is a He's a good class player. Um, yes, as I said to, to Mr Loftus and Mr Paul at the end of the game, um, yes, he's not going to get you 20-25 goals, but he certainly has got a talent um, and a ability that, that is above other players that we have in our side. But is, is he worth the punt? That is the question that, that needs to be asked. And... Um, you know, things like wages and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, another good Millwall performance considering we was missing a couple of players uh, like Hutch and Savile. <sighs> Do we keep dreaming? Do we? I know we, there was talk in the week that it, it's over now. And, you know, you're looking at three or four wins from five. <sighs> Let's keep... Do you know what? Do you know what? There's been some negativity questions on our pod. So let's stay positive. Three out of four wins is achievable in a division where you can sneak into that playoffs in the last day. So it's still there to play for. I have belief. Five minutes to the Grand National, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just hope. I'll I'll, I'll get another winner. Update to follow. No. Didn't win the Grand National, but at least we won 4-1. Come in your lines. Hi, Nick. It's Matt Richards. Um... That's a good game. Yeah, happy with that. Um, I often see four goals down the den, so you'll take that any time. Um, it's a good performance. Um, I thought it was a bit flat in the ground to start off with, but then I suppose that's to be understood after last weekend's and, and the game against Swansea's results, really. 
but it all seemed to be that sort of game. Once you scored one goal, we'd, we'd kind of nick it a couple more and win quite comfortably. I know they had a chance early on. Um, Bart's made another really good save. But, um, yeah, nice. Really, Mac, he deserved that, really. That's what he's... His game's probably just been missing that, really. Just the final the final bit, either assist or goals, and really pleased for him today. Um, he played really well. Billy Mitchell, was, I thought, was man of the match. He's just actually everywhere. He's the engine room today of the game. Um, Phoebe done brilliant. I mean, yeah, the second goal was superb, but skillful by him. And um, yeah, Burke scuffed it, didn't he? Um, but he's on he's on the score sheet and Phoebe as well. So it's, it's a good win. You know, I mean, I don't I think it's too late for us. Um, I don't know. Who knows? We've just got to keep winning, I guess. Really. Um, but it's yeah, it's a, a good a good result today, and um, it's another pleasing day down the den. So um, come on, you lions. Achtung, Millwall. Listeners, there is a graphic doing the rounds on Millwall Twitter. It features Hope at the head of a a triangle. Hope sits at the top. Disappointment sits on the right hand side, and start believing again. Belief sits on the left hand side. That's called the eternal Mill triangle. Hope, disappointment, and belief leading to more hope, leading to disappointment. To consider yesterday's game within them, the place of that Mill triangle of hell is today's. Very welcome guest, Mr. Ben Anthony. Welcome back to the show, Ben. Hello, Nick. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm just trying. I think I'm probably on the um, on, on the hope point now of the of the triangle once again. You, you, the midweek put us into disappointment, and now we're back at the the uh, the, the belief and hope part of that triangle. Um, after yesterday's four-one win, of course, listeners over over uh, Barnsley at the Den. Um, funny old game, really, Ben. Yesterday, I thought I thought we might struggle a little bit for large chunks of of a first half where Barnsley looked like a, 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 a made a note to myself they looked like a Swansea light you know the Swansea stripped of any personality they 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 passed the ball not quite as well as Swansea but um in that modern way and we struggle against those sides don't we yeah and we often struggle against Barnsley as well they're our focus yeah. team traditionally um, That's right. yeah we we did let them play their game a little bit in the first half, which is where we fell short against Swansea. I thought against, against Swansea the other day, it wasn't until we started pressing them after about 60 minutes to try and get back in the game, put them under a bit of pressure, that they Swansea started making mistakes and giving us some chances. Yeah. And the same sort of thing was happening in the first half um, yesterday. We let them play their game and we didn't put them under too much pressure. Um, and I think there just sort of came a moment, I'm not entirely sure when it was, probably after about 20 minutes or so, when um, we sort of thought there's not a lot going on with this lot. We can we can play our game and, and then we seemed to gain a bit of confidence. We did. Um, we started a bit cold, didn't we? I mean, there's a couple of early uh, t- kind of tight angled chances that Barnsley worked from pretty basic balls forward, actually, for all their triangles and beautiful passing it was actually a long ball um for both i think both chances if memory serves but they seem to come from long balls out and bart did well for both they were both fairly tight angled shots but he needed to he needed to do his job and he did and that kept us well one one thing that struck me yesterday was that we we we, we seemed to be recovering our steel because i mean obviously once um jumping ahead a little bit once we went two nil up early in the second half we did concede a sloppy goal and we stood a chance in that early phase of conceding sloppily there too. 
Um, you don't know how the game will go if you give away a goal too soon. Um, and I thought that was that we just seemed to be not quite on it in the early early stages. The goal, really, uh, Danny Mac's goal on 31 minutes was the uh, the decisive moment. Uh, Jed crossing from the left, and I love the um, uh, the, the 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 official club tweet. Uh, Ben's claim that Burke dummied that ball as it went across the six yard box. I think I think he missed it, mate. <laughs> Which yeah. I'll forgive him because Danny Mac lurked and put it away with a plomb. But I just love the idea that he dummied that when actually he didn't seem to get close to the ball at all. <laughs> I'm sure if you asked him now, he'd say he did dummy it. Mm. Fully intentional. He meant it. He meant it. <laughs> a nice finish by Danny Mac for his, um, you know, for one nil. I think that was his first goal for the club, wasn't it? Um, in, in, as, yeah, as it was. Yeah. Um, it's been coming it's just... though. He's he's breaking in the box a little bit more, having a shot every now and again, and he's been a bit unlucky. And um, it was good to yeah. work for him. His fiftieth appearance, I think, as well. Yeah, I was just reading um, Gary Rowett's post-match comments actually, where he's he, he says that one of the areas of Danny's game that he want they're working on with um, Robinson and, and um, uh, the the assistant manager. What's his name? Ball bloke. Um, can't think of his name. What's it? What's, what's that? Um, Barrett. Barrett. I couldn't think. I could see his face, and I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> this is what happens to your listeners when you get old. Um, but they're working on that aspect of, of Danny's game, and it paid off handsomely yesterday. Um, I went one nil at half time, and I must admit, I thought that um, it wasn't a done deal at half time. I thought we were. Should have been good enough, Ben, to to um, you know to, to deal with Barnsley. But one nil, uh, you can never say never, can you? But and, and to score so no. soon after after kick off for the second half was a real um, a real boost, I thought. And again, that man again, Danny Mac, um, from some wonderful skill from Benetophobia. I, I I don't know if you appreciate that in real time, Ben. I from my vantage point, I couldn't really appreciate how good Benetophobia was on the ball with a kind of back heel pass. Fantastic. Yeah, it's not until seeing the highlights just how good that was, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, top, top class. Yeah. And uh, another good sort of ball in. Yeah. Some good Beautiful cross. On display yesterday. Yeah. Good cross. Deep cross. Found um, Danny Mac. I think that was Malone. I believe it was Malone, listeners, to correct me if I'm. Yeah. yeah um, put the ball in deep. And it was headed in again by by Danny Mack at the far post, 47. I must admit, I relaxed considerably. I think the, the team did also pin at that point. I mean, they took the foot off the uh, off the accelerator with that sloppy, and it was sloppy goal on for 2-1. I know you, I know it doesn't do to um, be churlish in, when, when you've put four past the side, but um, it was just slack defending. It was a very limp header out from a, 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 another ball into the box by Dan Ballard. Straight to the feet of the oncoming Barnsley striker, and you know, I, I think um, it it doesn't sit right in the aftermath of a four-one win to be too critical. But that's that's an area that we do need to getting caught defensively has been a little bit of a recent development in that in that defence. I just think we need to keep if we're going to make anything of the season, we need to keep it tight. We can't afford those those moments. Yeah, well, isn't it the phrase you're at your most you're in your most danger when uh, yeah. you're scored. Vulnerable, a dangerous lead. Two nils, a dangerous lead. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is for Millwall. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think um, I, did, I think against Luton we did a similar thing. It wasn't too long after we'd taken the lead that we sort of conceded it. Yeah. Um, so we do need to watch that and just be a bit aware. Just stay of it. switched on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because we went on quite a nice run of keeping clean sheets for a while. 
and yeah, yeah, sort of um, where that's gone. I think the tension of the moment. I mean, we've established a two 0 lead early in the second half. I suppose there's a sense of game set and match about the place. I know I, I, I certainly felt a lot less um, uh, burdened with the uh, the weight of the game at that point, and maybe that translates into the into the team. But we were soon back at it again. The bit that I, um, I touched on earlier on about the, the showing steel. I mean, we could have um, we could have gone behind early in the, in the game, but we didn't. Um, but to go behind, uh, not go behind, but to, to have our, our lead immediately reduced in that way might have um, put the jitters amongst the side. But actually, we showed good steel and clawed our way back into the game, um, which we weren't out of. But um, potentially, we could have got, you know, got, it could have got away from us at that point um, to go 3-1 up. Um, that was that was the... Uh, the uh, the Jed Cross uh, headed goalwood. I, I must admit, in, in real time, I couldn't quite fathom out what had happened because I was so far away from it. But it was a, a Ballard header on, on goal, wasn't it? From looking at the highlights and um, tipped under yeah. the crossbar, poked home by yeah, Boyle, I, I, thought was, I thought it was going in, and um, he was very unlucky not to get a goal mm. himself. And then um, Burke was there to to react. It fell straight to Burke. It was. It would have been hard for him to miss it, but it. You know. You take your luck when it comes to you, I guess. Yeah, he did well. I mean, in in real time, I I, I couldn't fathom out what happened. It, it was bouncing around um, in the goal a lot from a long way away from where I stand. But seeing the, the highlights, mm. you um you appreciate the uh, the execution there, and he was in the right right time, right place. Three uh, one, that did feel like game set and match to me at that stage, Ben. Um, but we had a, an icing, uh, a cherry on the icing. Um, a few minutes later with Benek the Fobe. Um finished really nicely. Uh, again, another long yeah. ball, wasn't it? Headed down by Jake to Benick, who, um, who put it away. It was a good day for Benick the Fobe yesterday. He took a bit of criticism in the week, didn't he? From, um, well, certainly the, the guy who stands in front of me <laughs> was most critical of Benick <laughs> midweek. <laughs> let's, let's leave it there, listeners. Um, but yesterday, I thought he did well. He, you know, he showed some good skill on the ball. I'm one of his bigger supporters, Um yeah, I think you know. I, I yeah. said I, I want us to sign him. I know he's he's out of contract in the summer, um, and I know that there's lots that don't want us to sign him, or or you know, so less less certain anyway. And um, yeah. I I think he's he's a good player. I don't think he's our one and only striker. I think he's he's an option for us, and um, I think he gets the club and he likes it here, and that's a good thing for us as well. Yeah. So I would like us to sign him. Um, but I, I was critical of him on, on Tuesday night. I thought he was, he had a really poor game. Um, but I think that the whole, the whole team did really, it wasn't a great game. on yeah. Tuesday, And they, they've shown, you know, the mark of a good side as you can identify when you've had a bad game and turn it round and, and respond to it. And they, I agree. That yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, Tuesday night was bad. It was the proverbial bad night at the office. Um, I must admit, I feared for another bad day at the office at, at times in the first half. But they, they, they found it in themselves. And I think that's the mark of a good side. You you turn it around and you find the, uh, you dig in deep. And they, and Mill did dig in deep yesterday. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't really get a sight of the late penalty show. Everyone I was speaking to afterwards saying that Ryan Leonard was balked inside the penalty area. I, I, I didn't show it on the highlights, Ben. I don't know if you had any, any uh, was, view of it. It was right on the, it was the one right on the edge of the area. Um, yeah. The ref gave a free kick. Free kick. Yeah. Um, I couldn't really see it clearly. It, it, I, there wasn't too much shouting around me. I think people sort of thought 
or if it was one more step, that was a penalty. But um, I don't really know. But at 4-1, it sort of doesn't matter, does it? No, no, you're talking about goal difference. I think we've got problems ahead of worrying about goal difference. Well, that might, that might come into play. Um, as we as we press forwards, I mean the, the that win yesterday. I'm just trying to find the um, the league table. I'll cut this, Ben, so it sounds like it was a segue naturally straight into the uh, the BBC website. Which I don't I don't have to hand. There it is. Got it. Um, so yeah, that, that I'll, I'll cut all that out, listeners. So it sounds like I'm really well prepped for the show. Um, I've only just got out of bed. In truth. Um, so, yeah, that, that puts us ninth now, Ben. Um, four points shy of Sheffield United in sixth spot. We're, we're in ninth, so it's still uh, Middlesbrough and Blackburn between us. Um, I mean, there's no, no beating around the bush now. We've only got five games to go. We've got to go to Preston and get another win, mate, haven't we? I, I can't see any other option yeah. than three points up at Deepdale. I mean, before, I think it was during the international break you were talking to, to Harry and some of the boys and... Mm-hmm. They were talking about what we what we needed to get into the playoffs, and um, it was we were saying things like four wins, five wins, wasn't it? It was that kind of yeah, thing out of the yeah, yeah. So we we drew one and then lost one, so we're now in the in you know in a sort of category of we need to get majority wins now. Five yeah. games to go, I reckon. If we if we win four and draw one, that'll put us there. I think if we lose another one, I think. We're done for, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the, uh, I mean, the midweek week loss may well come to haunt us a little bit, but there we are. You can't, you can't. Uh, Cheer said you can't turn back time, and no, you can't, listeners. You can't turn back time. I think just looking at the table, Middlesbrough have played forty games. So they got a game in hand on on us, Sheffield and Blackburn. They're on sixty two points. They may see themselves along with Sheffield United and, and Luton actually on 65 as, as con- real contenders for it. Um, but we see all we can do is is go to take each game. I mean, I was, I was trying to work out some kind of, um, uh, you know, some some talking points really, but oh, you, there's only one option, which is to win every game now, really, Ben, and um, there aren't really any other options in town. So I suppose it narrows down the, the, the options. Who was your man of the match yesterday? I mean, I can only think of one contender personally. Who was your man of the match? Yeah, you've got to go Danny Mac, haven't you? Absolutely. <laughs> Two gold Danny Mac, he's known as now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, great performance. And, and he actually posted on, I mean, you can just tell, he's, he's a Millwall fan, listeners. Of course he is. We all know that. But um, he's tweeted that uh, unbelievable day to score my first two Millwall goals at the Den is a dream. Great win for the lads, and thank you for your support. It must be a dream, mustn't it? I mean, it's like you and me. I'm a bit past it now, Ben. My my, my days of getting two goals at the Den for the Lions are long, long in the past. But it would be a dream, wouldn't it? That would be wonderful. Well, it would be a very late career run for me if I was to make it. It would be, be an unusual choice. I think, I think I'd have to question around if he picked you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no disrespect intended, of course. <laughs> um, no, if you... If we thought Taylor Fletcher was uh, was unfair, <laughs> work to be done. <laughs> Enjoyable game yesterday. I mean, I, I think that's the that's the thing that we've recovered a little bit from. Uh, Tuesday was a disappointment. Yesterday was an enjoyable game, and it's just enjoyable to be still remotely in the mix there, Ben. Really, I mean, I, I don't think any of us expected this, did we? A few months back. No, no, not at all. And yeah, like you say, just to have something to play for. Um, yeah. You think the crowd was a bit flat yesterday? 
Well, certainly first half, um, I agree. I think uh, personally, I mean, you can only review these games from a, from your own personal point of view. I, I just feared a little bit during the course of the first half that we were in for another Swansea type of game where, because Barnsley, I thought, were not a bad side. I mean, they, they, they struggle as a unit, but I thought they had some individual players that looked quite comfortable with the ball. And, and actually, mm. uh, especially in the second half, they seemed to bring in some quicker, younger players. And I thought, actually, there's one or two there that you could see, you know, would be great for us to poach if with our you know, newfound championship wealth that we can go plucking uh, jewels in the crown of other clubs. Um, but they, they're some good players, I thought. Um and I just maybe feared at that stage, even at one nil. I don't think it was it was entirely a a done deal. And then to go two nil and then give a goal away immediately put you back in slightly back in that that frame of mind. I think really once the team found it within themselves to take control of the game, which we we did in fairness from that 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 um, sloppy goal, we 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 pressed ahead from there. The crowd came into it a little bit more. Um, I think maybe we've, we've all been in this abusive relationship too long, Ben, haven't we? We've all been disappointed so many times, you know. We just don't believe we don't believe them anymore, do we? <laughs> no, no. The hope that kills you. My, my my wife is watching a program. It seems to go on forever. Listen, it's called the Split, which is forever about um, precisely these kinds of relationships where you, you build your hopes up and get disappointed constantly. So um, I've left her watching some episode downstairs as, as I record this with Ben. Um, give me a score prediction for Good Friday, Ben. Uh, Millwall, uh, Preston, North End, and Mill, uh, Millwall. I think C- call I it, think call we, it. We, we've got to do it. Two one, two one wins. Two one. I like your style. I, 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 we've got to do it. Um, I do agree. Yeah. Um, there is there is no other option really. So, um, I'm going to go with a one nil win up there for the Lions. Um, I was going to go, but it's it's a monster journey because the, the trains are all up the creek and it's all replacement yeah. service on Good Friday as well. So I'm going to have to watch it on, on a stream, probably like yeah, most of you. us listeners. Um, and I'll be back there again on, on, on Easter Monday. Let's hope we're still in contention um, come come Easter. Um, huge thank you to, to Ben for taking some time out this Sunday morning, mate. I, I really appreciate it. No worries, mate. No worries at all. Good to see you again. And thank you for listening, dear listeners. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, We'll probably be back on Friday. I might see if I can get the chaps together for a post-Preston review. Until then, thank you for listening. Arriva Dirty Mill from Ben and I. uh, And see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aspen Mill. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Till next time. Who you want to watch? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.